0: This program is intended for mature audiences only. Altitude Adjustment may contain language, images, or other content that some may find offensive. Your discretion is advised. Welcome to Altitude Adjustment. Good afternoon. It's 2 p.m. on Saturday, November the 27th. A couple of days after feast day, I hope everybody is doing well. Yesterday's episode is actually been pushed back until uh, after we come back from the break on January the 18th. So we will redo the, the we will do the teamwork episode then, but today we've got an exciting guest. Uh, she, I have known her all of her life. This is my baby sister for, uh um, um, Full disclosure, and she's come on today to talk about uh, her her experience with working with the IRS and what uh, she knows that might be able to help you. Now, there was a disclaimer that you had to uh, put forth. So go ahead and give that and then we'll move on with the show.
1: All right. Hi, everyone. I just want to say that I am not on here as a representative of the IRS. Just sharing basic knowledge for taxpayers to help them ease in the process as far as telling, ta- filing taxes and getting, you know, some basic stuff taken care of.
2: All righty. So, so Leonard, uh, I'm sorry, tax consultant. Is that what you're saying? What'd you uh, say, Warren? I'm not a registered consultant. In-
1: no, I'm not a registered consultant. I'm just here to help everyone. So, you know, there's a lot of different things that taxpayers don't know that they can do versus sitting on the phone for hours and hours waiting to talk to a representative such as myself.
0: Gotcha. So you want to get us started
3: with the first question, Leonard? Absolutely. Absolutely. What if people want to get help from the IRS? If they want to do it by phone or if they want to do it by computer, first give us a phone number. Then give us a website.
1: So oh, if you want to contact the IRS, uh, the main number is 1 800 829 1040. Okay, so that's the main number. And the website is www.irs.gov. All right.
0: Did you have another? Did you have a question, Warren? Or, you know, you guys go ahead. I'm I'm going to listen for a minute. Mm.
2: Starting off, what are the biggest changes in the tax code that we need to be thinking about that came down in the last year or two?
1: As far as different changes in the tax code, you would necessarily have to go out and look and the reason why i say that is you go on our website you take a look because everybody's situation is different so the changes in the tax codes depends on your situation if you're married filing joint it could be different for if you're a single if you know you're filing head of household or widower with dependent so i wouldn't be able to say any specific change because it's based off your situation and it's a lot of changes so I would say go onto our website and take a look at that.
2: OK, w- one more quick question, because President Trump seemed to get a lot of attention or he made a lot of uh, hoopla over this so-called tax cut that he gave people. Can how, What do you know about that? Pros and cons. As far
1: as what type of tax cut?
2: Well, he he did. It was an income tax general cut. I believe that uh, he lowered the tax uh, taxable uh, income, but it wasn't permanent from what I understand.
0: Well, I think the I think the question is kind of outside the scope of what she was. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's just outside the scope. Uh, I tell you what, let's do it this way. Um, There were certain things that you wanted people to know about dealing with the IRS. How about you go ahead and give us that information and then we'll just formulate our questions from there.
1: Okay. So I just want everyone to know that if you, if you absolutely just have to talk to a representative, we're always there to answer your questions because there are different areas in the IRS. We have our business area, you know, we have our area that handles, um, IRAs, pensions, we have our tax law area where if you have a specific tax law question concerning Mm -hmm. um, your taxes, you can call and they'll go through different questions with you to help you determine what you would need to do at that point. And you also have the accounts representative such as myself. So if you call and you need to know as far as payments, have they been applied, um, your refund, any balances on your account. That way we can answer the questions for you that way. But there's a lot of information on our website at irs.gov where you can do for yourself. So we do have our interactive tax assistant. You can go on our website and ask questions such as, do I need to file an amended return? So our tax assistant will take you through steps and questions, and it will help you determine if you would need to file one. And you can ask, what is my filing due date? You can ask, can I file an extension? So those type of questions, you know, we try to direct you to go to the website so you're not on the phone holding for so long. But if you do wanna call, we can answer those questions. But because of COVID, our office is being shut down. A lot of things are delayed. So you can go online to set up an installment agreement. If you have a balance, you can go online to print off transcripts. You will go on there to set up an account. You can get all of that information and print it. Also, we have our free file fillable forms. Right now, they're not available when the tax season begins uh, the beginning of next year, where you can go on and you can file your return. If you know about filing return, because it doesn't walk you step by step, like if you were to go somewhere through like TurboTax or h and Block or something like that. But you can go out there and you can file your uh, return. You can file it electronically. And the only thing with uh, free file fillable forms, you need to print it off because after October of that year, the information is not there and it's not kept. So like if you were to do h Block, you can go back and log in, get that information. Like if you need your tax information again and reprint it. Ours is not like that, but we also have on our links two other tax places that you can go to get your information um, filed. We have on there about the stimulus payments. You can go out there and see what your stimulus payments should be. If you're missing your stimulus payments, you can go on there and update your information. So if for some reason it was sent to you and it had to come back, you can go out there and update your address, update your banking information. So, there's so many different things on our website, questions. We have our forms for all of the current years and the past years. So, you can go out there and do the prior years returns because I know uh, because our offices, they don't carry all of the forms all the time. And our publications are on our website. And we don't uh, print them and put them in the offices because... They're so thick and it's such a lot of information, but if you'd like to download them and print them, you can, but it's, it's easier to look at it on uh, the website, you know? So we have all of that available to you. Let's see what else. Oh, we also have business on there. So if you need an EIN number an employer identification number, if you join a business, you can go out there and apply for that on our website. We have our coronavirus information um, to update you on our delays and how close we are as far as getting things back on track. So all of that information um, is out there. It's such a handy tool. And I think a lot of people just really don't think about it, but because what's everything that's going on, you know, we're trying to push self-help. And that's all it is, is so you guys can get all of the information in a timely manner. And we know sometimes our phone lines are extremely bogged down. And that way, you're not all day on the phone, just trying to get something that you could have logged on to our website and done. And of course, you always have, where's my amended return? Where's my refund? You know, all of that every year, that information stays on there. And it only changes when you apply for the next year. So you can still get that information on there.
0: So I have a quick question.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So you talked about the EIN. Um uh-huh. uh, I don't know. So you'll have to tell me if this is a fair question for you. The difference okay. from, between using an EIN and your Social Security number.
1: The EIN is what you register to get when you want to file business taxes. But that's you, employee identification you your- number. But your social security number, because that's business. But you, you... So I handle I handle individuals. Mm-hmm. So if you were to file a return with the EIN, is normally hooked up to a business account.
0: But can you? Can but you your social uh-huh. have a business account and use your your social security number as your EIN.
1: Um, no. An EIN is a number that is that is picked from the Internal Revenue Service that's given to you. That is not a a social security number.
0: Mm-hmm. So so you as a um sole proprietor sole business, uh, cannot mm-hmm. use your social, cannot, you have to have an EIN number. That's not your social security number.
1: That is not because a sole proprietor can use their social security number or they can use an EIN number, okay. but then they would need to call and speak to the business department to determine which would be better for them.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I, and the only reason not uh, for me, one of the things that I think is important and one of the, the things about this show is um, we try to encourage entrepreneurship, and yes. uh, and so we'll, we'll deal with that a little bit more later. But but that was you know my particular question. So did you guys have any questions that uh, about the tax information? Well,
3: what I what I would uh, ask is. What are some of the most pressing things that people are calling you to ask you that would be easy enough to get if they would just go on the website and get it that would save them a lot of time from being on the phone and waiting?
1: A lot of things is about refunds. Our websites are updated daily, and that's normally overnight. So they only update it once a day. And a lot of people think that our website is updated two, three, four different times a day, but it's not. And our website has the most current, up-to-date information. So the same thing you would get on the website, you would call and speak to someone like myself, and I would give you the same information. But most most calls we're getting as of right now, because you know we're down to the end of the twenty twenty tax year, and we're about to rev up for the 2021 tax year, we have more calls concerning that advanced child tax credit Mm -hmm. or the third stimulus payment. So those are a lot of calls that we're receiving now. And on our website, you can go look up your stimulus payments. It has it for the first, second, and the third stimulus payment. And also, it has the advanced child tax credit information out there, and it has all of the different questions, the Q&As that you could possibly ask as far as are you eligible, you know, how much money you have to have or can make or cannot make in order to get the payment, you know, what's my payment issued? How much is my payment? How did you determine my payment? So all of those questions are out there on our website, so no one just has to sit on the phone for two hours because sometimes our hold times can be that long because we're extremely busy. Where they can just get that information, you know. And a lot of people want to ask about the unemployment because of the changes that they made to unemployment. They gave you the first, I believe it was ten thousand don't quote me exactly, but I know it's 10,000 or maybe just a little more of your unemployment that you didn't have to claim as income. We made those adjustments and we were issuing those payments. Certain cases, you might have to file an amended return. Not saying I'm not a tax preparer, but I always say you speak to your represent, uh, your tax preparer to see if an amended return is something that you would need to do. But again, it is listed on the website where you can make that determination if that's what you need to do. Because I know a lot of people do not have money and, you know, to pay, always pay a tax preparer to ask questions. So that's out there for them free. Also, a lot of people don't know that we have a voluntary income tax um, department where it's called VITA where you can go get your tax returns prepared. There is an income limitation, but that is listed on the website for people who cannot necessarily afford to go pay someone. So it's a voluntary uh, group of people that go out and prepare returns and electronically file them for you. So you can get that done. All they have to do is type in VITA. It's our VITA site because it's called Voluntary Income Tax Assistance.
2: Are those lines kind of long for that, do you think? No, we have so
1: many different um, organizations that help uh, people file taxes, it's like we have 10, 15, 20, depending on the state that you live in, you can look it up by state as in all 50 states. And you can look at the one you put in your zip code and it will give you the ones that are closest to you. Unfortunately, you know, some, depending on the area you live in, if it's more rural, it might be a little further, but they do have a lot of different places where you can go and the volunteers will file the returns for you.
2: But there's an income cutoff, you say?
1: There is an income cutoff. You have to go out there and look it up depending on your filing status, you know, if you're single versus married filing joint, and right. that way it will help determine um, if they're able to help you. I like it a lot because I see a lot of seniors who are not able to pay people to do their return, and, you know, they don't have a lot to sell for Social Security or whatever they might have, and that service is free. So it's a it's nice.
2: Okay.
3: Any other questions? No more questions? Not at this time.
2: Okay. Okay. Can't think of any right now, right off hand. Okay. um,
0: It appears we're going to have to find some way to fill in 45 minutes.
1: (laughs) All right, child. What what are we going to talk about?
0: Oh, we're done. This show's over. Thank everybody, for joining us. <laughs>
1: no, no. Okay. Up into the darkness, like. This. Okay, question.
0: Uh, <laughs> no, you don't. You don't on? have to make up questions. I, no, I anticipated <laughs> no, we were gonna we were gonna have a short session, so I got stuff.
3: <laughs> this is right. Huh? No, this is <laughs> oh, this is okay. something I meant to ask, uh-huh. but yeah. I never. I had forgotten about it. Based upon your scope of practice and what you do. What are some of the documentation that people should start getting ready to prepare for the start of the tax season in less than two months?
1: Mm-hmm. It's your basic, your W-2s, 1099s. I encourage people, don't be so quick to file returns. And the only reason why, and this is it's personal for me, and I say that because people forget about jobs they've had and then they have to go back and try to amend it so once they file the return the w-2 comes and a, a week or two later you know mm-hmm. so because employers have until january 31st to mail them out not that you should have it by the 31st That's they have until the 31st to get it out in the mail so people have to have just a little patience because you might not get into the middle of february in order to make sure that you have all your documents to file your return you know so if it's personal you if you have iras if you have unemployment your 1099 um g's if you 1098 t's if we have some college students out there you know get that information from your schools and and i know a lot of people try to file because they need their monies but at the same time it can cause so many more problems down the line, especially when you're trying to buy a home, because the only thing when uh, a lot of mortgage companies, they're wanting the ta- the transcripts from the IRS and they don't just want to take your tax return. But if for some reason, say you forget to file a W-2 mm-hmm. and you file an amended return processing time for an amended return is 16 weeks. And due to coronavirus, it can be 20, okay? So you're thinking you're trying to buy a home and you had to amend your return and the mortgage company wants a transcript to show what you filed. We can't provide that to you and you can't get it online because the only transcripts we can provide are when the returns have already processed. And I think a lot of people don't understand that you think because you mail it in and we've received it, so we can go ahead and process and give you a transcript, but just because we received it doesn't mean it's processed. Because what if there's an error on the re- on the amended return, mm-hmm. or what if we need some additional information? What if a form wasn't filled out, you know, correctly, and we have to send you a notice to say, "Hey, we need some additional information. We can't provide transcripts and it's still processing." So I tell people that when you just pay, really pay attention to what you're doing because those type of delays can cause people to lose homes or businesses it's just depending you know on what they're needing and they need that transcript. So I tell people just to be real mindful, you know, when when they're filing. So just make sure you got anything that you would need, I always say, have everything you need in order to complete that tax return in front of you. And if you don't think you need it, get it anyway cuz you never know you know what might come up because what you might think is not important the IRS might say well no we need that you know
0: so we do have a question if you haven't filed taxes in a couple of years who should they turn to for help uh prepare so so because
1: no i say that because if you call us only thing i will do is tell you what you what you have not filed Mm -hmm. the internal revenue service they don't prepare returns
3: right right
1: so because they don't prepare them we can't file them you would need to speak to a preparer what we can do is again get you your w-2 information or your 1099 information so you can file the return because i know some people you know have if they haven't filed in a couple years people have had disasters like you know the floods and tornado different things like that and they've lost all their paperwork you know so you can call us we can go back so many so many years so you have to call us um so we can get that sent out to you. You can get that online. Also, it tells you how many tax years we, how far we go back. If I recollect correct, is uh, the current year and pr- eight prior years. If you need any W two or ten ninety nine information, but go on the website to just verify. Okay, so you would come to us to get the the get the financial information that you would need to file the return, but you would need to speak to a preparer. Or if you want to do it yourself, hopefully you know how to prepare. You can always go online to get the prior year returns. And then you would have to check with the provider if you're trying to electronically file because all providers only allow you to file during certain times. You know, so if you're trying to file two years ago, they might not electronic uh, filing might not be available to you. You might have to just mail it in. So you will always call and check or you go online and you check because on there, it also can tell you if you need, if you can still file whatever tax year you're looking for. Mm -hmm.
0: So with the new, um, with the new gig economy, uh, is there anything that you can help uh, any information that you can provide for those people who are, uh, you know, out there working for themselves?
1: You know, I'm not, I wouldn't really be able to say, the only thing I would say is if you're working for yourself in order to make sure that you do not fall in a hole, get you a CPA or get you someone who can go through your records to make sure that you're not missing something, um, make sure because uh, if you're file if you have to file uh, estimated tax payments so you don't get a penalty for that you know mm-hmm. and I would say that for entrepreneurs so you don't mm-hmm. mess up and wind up owing so much it's best to have someone there that can to go through that with you so when you file your return because it can cause businesses a lot of problems
0: so do you uh, are you familiar with the the penalty structure for late payment on uh, taxes and that type of stuff. Are you familiar with that?
1: I I am familiar with it, but I wouldn't be able to say because it's on a case by case basis. So when you call in, we have to take a look at the account mm-hmm. and see the activity what you're filing, what type of income, when you filed, you know, different things. Was it past the due date and how far, how much you owed? Cause the penalties and injuries are based on all of those. So it's not something that a flat amount that we could say it's based on the person's individual return and depending on what you did. Mm-hmm. So right. that makes it, that makes it a little, you know, mm-hmm. makes it a individualized. A
0: little... <laughs> right. Right. All right. Any more questions on uh, tax? Yeah. Stuff?
2: Yeah. Okay. I had a question on this gig e- economy that Leon brought up. Do most of these uh, companies like say DoorDash, Instacart or whatever, do they um, cho- uh, withdraw tech, withhold taxes? Do you know
1: when you, when you work for those companies, that's something you have to take away the company. The internal revenue service doesn't have anything to do with that. Uh, Just like unemployment, when people get unemployment, they can choose to have taxes taken out and then they can choose to not have taxes taken out. And then when you work for them, I don't know how DoorDash and them, I don't know if they consider you self-employed where they give you a 1099 or are you a W-2 employee? You know, it makes a difference because if you're a 1099, then most 1099 companies don't withhold taxes. You have to pay your taxes yourself. But if you're W-2, like a lot of Americans, you know taxes come out. You have to fill out the W-4. You have to do all those things once you, you know, gain employment with them. So it just basically depends how the company considers you. Are they considering you self-employed and they're just um, having having you do their services, or are you a employee of the company? You know, because a lot of self-employed uh, workers are not considered employees um, of their company, right? They're just, con- they're contractors.
2: Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Okay.
3: Uh, what does the IRS consider? Cause over the years I've been hearing this, what do they consider a contractor versus an employee by IRS rules? That
1: is tax law. I don't speak on tax law. You have to go on the website, I would say, but if that's, that's a good question. So that's what I'm talking about. Questions like that, that people have, you have to go out there and you have to look up the tax laws to determine what we say is a company or a contractor and what's a W-2 employer and, and how that affects you. That's on our website at irs.gov. So it's questions like those that we try to tell people self-help. Read it, you know, try to get an understanding of it so you'll know. If at that point you still don't know, then contact us and we can the tax law department can take you through, you know, those questions and they can help you. You know, so I would yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to particularly say because I'm not a tax law representative.
3: Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha,
2: I gotcha. That's about all I have there, Leon. Okay, Robin. <laughs> okay. Well, well I just
1: I just want people to avenue. know that there is assistance out there. Sure. I know that I know the IRS seems like it's um, kind of difficult to navigate, but they have a wonderful, wonderful website. to keep you up. When, on things like that, Leonard, as far as the new tax laws and new tax codes, mm-hmm. they keep you up on the different things of how you can get that information on there. They make it accessible to where you can go on there, get your own information so you mm-hmm. don't have to wait for things to come to you through the mail. Because a lot of times it can take five to ten days to get things in the mail. It could take, you know, so many business days to get through the mail. And another good resource that they have is they have the um, our walk-in offices where you can call to make an appointment to uh, go into one of our walk-in offices. So you can actually sit down because there's still a lot of people, you know, that like that face-to-face interaction. Uh, a lot of people like, I hate talking to people over the phone. And a lot of people don't have patience. You know, in today's society, people don't have patience. We got so many things going on. You know, they don't want to hold that long. You know, everybody got lives. People are crunched for time. You know, I are, are just... It's just fast paced. So we do have all that out there. So you can look at it on your leisure. So you can take the time to just sit and not have to always think you have to talk to someone. But if you have to go to a walk-in office and call and we can get you an appointment so you can go in and sit down with somebody. Our taxpayer assistance center. Our number is 1-844-545-5640. We're available Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Your local time.
2: What was that again?
1: 1-844-545-5640. That's our Taxpayer Assistance Center. Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Your local time. And, And that's if you just want to go in to see someone.
0: Okay. All righty. So, uh, let's, let's shift gears. And I know this is interesting. Um, one of the things that I, uh, like about, uh, doing this job is we have a chance to talk to people that do a lot of different things. Uh, Mm -hmm. one of the things that, um, I think is really needed in um, our community is entrepreneurs and people who are opening businesses and are, um, you know, providing goods and services um, for people in the community. And so you decided to uh, that, that helping the IRS collect money uh, to run the country wasn't just enough for you. So you decided that you, that you wanted to, to be a business owner. And so I, kudos mm-hmm. to that. Uh, but talk about your experience opening your own business. What what inspired you to open your business? And, and what are some of the early challenges that you had uh, opening your business?
1: So uh, I think my inspiration for wanting me to open my business was all of my siblings. <laughs> all of you. And, um, you know, our sister and our other brother, who's no longer here. Um, that was my inspiration because everybody in our family has that entrepreneurial spirit. We're all out there making it happen. We all got our own thing where we're stepping out and doing it. So being the baby of the family, as you stated I said I'm going to follow in all of my siblings steps and I'm going to step out there and I'm going to start me a company so since I come from a family of bakers and cookers I decided to take up um, baking and because I love baking Mm -hmm. so that's what really inspired me was my family and some of the early um, things that I ran into really not so much trouble because I think, you know, when you have a company, I don't think it's trouble. It's about just trying to figure it out, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, because I never want to make it negative when we're starting our own company because we want everything to be positive because we're trying to provide a service, you know, and do what we love. Mm -hmm. So I think some of my challenges first was making sure um, I had a product that people would like. I think that's the number one question we have to ask ourselves. Is this something that I think people would enjoy? You know, and then trying to figure out what do I call it? What is it catchy? Is it going to catch their eye? You know, getting your logo Uh and number one, making it to saying to yourself, is this something that I really want to do? Because you have to have a passion for it when you start your business. I would say love it because that way it makes you great at what you do. Compared to the next person, you know, so um, I think those were the the challenges. But once I figured it out um, and got it all together, mm-hmm. I've been out there pound caking it up. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know, I love to see people's face when they taste it. And it's like, oh, my God, it's so good because I remember that same feeling when grandma used to make her cakes and I'm just sitting there like, Ooh, I just can't wait to taste it. <laughs> you no. Know? And it's just, I think giving somebody something that they enjoy that makes them happy, if it be just for that moment, you know, you've done something because in today's society, you know, with COVID and people losing loved ones and people losing their jobs and trying to figure out, you know, how they're going to take care of their families. We all need a smile or some joy, you know, in our lives.
2: Sure. sure. Well, Ro- Robin, I've heard so much from you about your cakes and your products mm-hmm. and from your brothers. So I am definitely anxiously waiting to get a sample. So, when are we going to
1: do this? You know what? I can get you a sample next week. All
2: right.
1: I have to, I have to bake for an event um, <laughs> next week. Um, so, most definitely, I'll make sure you get it because I can make you a little mini cake so you can tell me how you like it. And that's why I try to do the different pop-ups around St. Louis so people can get a taste of it so they'll know, you know, because nobody... Well, I'm not going to say nobody. Some people like store-bought cakes. I'm going to say that. Some people like them. Uh, But me personally, it's it's full of sugar, you know, and preservatives because it has to sit on the shelf for so long. So I use cage-free eggs. You know, I use organic butter. I put those things in my cakes so they're nice, fresh, you know, and taste good. So you don't have just a pound of sugar and you don't have all these different things we can't pronounce in our products. Because, you know, when you look at them labels, I don't know what half that stuff is in them labels. So, you know, when you can say, you know, man, I know it's butter and sugar and flour and eggs, you know, things that you know, and they don't have all the extra Mm -hmm. I think that's better because we have to get to a point where we take, you know, better care of ourselves. Not to say we can't enjoy sweets at times. It's not about enjoying it. It's about how much you enjoy it.
2: Now you're talking. All right. Well, be sure to uh, give us a heads up so we can help you advertise this thing.
1: Because you know what, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna make sure one day when you're on the show, I'm gonna make sure everybody had a cake and I want y'all to taste it. <laughs> and I wanna and I'm gonna be
2: looking because I want to see your reaction. Wait, wait a minute, see- this sound like a paid ad here. She talking about, don't it? <laughs> well,
0: you know, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if we if I should be willing to accept cake in payment of. I think, I'm thinking she should throw me a little green, you know, slide me a piece of cake with a few dollars underneath it. Uh,
1: you know I did I, I did, you. I did. Uh-huh. you said green. I got a green pistachio pound cake. Okay. Green. There you go. All
2: right. Uh, Here's right. the other green. I'll take the cake. <laughs> I've already had the pistachio cake. You can't get no mileage out of that.
0: <laughs>
1: well, you know what? Pistachio cake like was Put it on my tail. Uh-oh. oh Oh, oh tab. So, uh, we had that you know, discussion. We had that
0: discussion Thursday about your tab. <laughs> well, you know what? I haven't used it in a while, so I think I got some. you have no <laughs> credit left. You have no credit left. You have no credit left. Nope, 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 nope.
1: So I, I think I still got a little bit. You know, family man, family. You, we got a big tab. You know. That's that's a shame.
0: That's a shame. Y'all keep going. Y'all keep diving into that well like it's endless. <laughs> Y'all keep diving into that well like it's a deep well. That's a shallow well. It, it no,
1: it's deep. It, you know, my like family, you got deep roots. That well flows deep.
0: Uh huh. So so now you now you guys know that it's been five years and this is the only time she's been on the ship. <laughs> so now you know why.
1: <laughs> yes, hey, you know what? Everybody has their turn. I just was patiently waiting. That's all.
0: So anyway, um, earlier what we were talking about, mm-hmm. and I thought it was uh, thought it was really good. Um, so you your business is particularly has laws targeting your business. Uh, mm-hmm. I think you call them cottage laws hmm. Tell me. Tell me. Explain cottage laws.
1: OK, so um, it's only in certain states that have um, the cottage law. You have to look it up um, to see if your state is a cottage law state. So what a cottage law, uh, you can operate under the cottage law. Like for me, I sell baked goods. So because I sell baked goods and I don't have a middle person and I'm selling directly to the consumer, I can operate under the cottage law. I necessarily don't have to have a business license. Okay. So if I want to go into certain areas, like I thought about going down to Soulard to set me up a booth down in Soulard. Lord requires that you have a business license.
3: Mm-hmm. So I
1: couldn't operate under the college food law under Lord, which, you know, is no problem. And but when I do pop-ups because I'm selling directly to them, like I'm not having my things in schnooks and then schnooks are selling them for me mm-hmm. because you buy them directly from the person that's baking them. I operate under that, that cottage food law. And it, it has certain different stipulations for d- d- certain different states. Certain states have people come in and inspect your kitchen to make sure that your kitchen, um, Is up to par per se. Meet
0: standards.
1: You know, so that way, small businesses, especially if you're cooking and you're baking, and you only can make a certain amount of money under the Cottage Food Law, because once you start making a certain amount of money, you have to go into business license. You have to get uh, your certification as far as prepared food you know, especially, and and with any company, I have insurance in case, you know, um, someone might say they gotten sick or anything from anything that I made, you always make sure that you have insurance to cover yourself.
2: Right.
1: So I have that to make sure, you know, because I, because I never keep my baked goods, whatever I do, if I do a pop-up, and as far as pop ups is where we go and different companies set up tables and it's like sort of like a swap meet and we advertise so people can come by and look at your products because a lot of small businesses do pop up. So that way they can get their product out there and whatever I may bake for a pop up when I leave, I I don't give away my uh, food after that time because I don't want anyone to get sick. Not to say because cake can last five days on the counter. A pound cake because I specialize in pound cakes, pa- and and I make layer cakes too. And but pound cakes can last on the on the on the table for five days. It can last for a week in the refrigerator. But just for me. Because of conditions, I know it's just not been in my house and I've taken it from me to someone else's house because I've put it in a car. I've driven it to a pop up. You know, I've been sitting out there for four and five hours and then just going back and forth. And there, even though it's in containers, I don't run the risk of making anyone sick. So I get rid of it. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what I do. So a lot of people look up cottage food law. If you're just starting off and you want to um sell directly to the consumer you know so that would that's a that's a good one Mm -hmm. to if you're just starting off you want to get your foot out there before you transition into getting a business license because then that's when you start spending your money
0: so um uh, i have a tendency because i i'm single guy uh, i i don't eat a lot of stuff quickly Uh, Mm -hmm. i tend to um when, when you send me cakes and stuff, I'll eat a piece and then I'll freeze the rest of it. Um, do you, do you, f- for somebody like, like myself or somebody who's out of state, do you, do you freeze and ship at this point or is it all your business, just local? Business
1: is just local. I have shipped to friends and family. I have shipped to them Yes, you can freeze pound cakes, which is, and I tell people, if you like a pound cake and they say, oh, I can't eat a whole pound cake at one time. You can always slice a pound cake, put it in the freezer bag. So that way, as you want to slice a cake, you take it out and set it out on the counter, let it get to room temperature. And it's just like it was when I, I made it. You know, so pound cakes are good. Now layer cakes, no, because they have the buttercream and the different icings on them. So those are not good cakes. Um, I would say I my personal experience, because I know some bakeries, they they freeze those types of cakes. And I just haven't found success in freezing layer cakes because I do such a rich buttercream on them and a lot of mine have milk in it so I don't freeze my layer cakes but pound cakes beautiful and my and my cookies beautiful so if you're thinking you might not eat it all like yourself freeze it and as you know Leon when you take it out it tastes just as good as when you had the first piece that's that love in that cake it brings it back to life so
2: So it's the pistachio um, cake a pound cake
1: the pistachio cake is the pound cake i have pistachio i have strawberry banana i have strawberry lemonade i have the regular butter pound cake seven up pound cake chocolate pound cake i made a uh, apple pie pound cake you know so it's some pound cakes that i make that i don't think that you would find Anywhere else, I got a banana pound cake. I do have liquor cakes too, you know. So,
2: maybe frozen, yes, they cake. can. Oh, okay. yes, I, I want a little liquor in my pistachio, so figure out what you it want to look put it in there just a little amaretto, amaretto, because
1: <laughs> <Amaretto. laughs> it, be it. It, it has a uh, you know, because pistachio is a nut, so it has that, that nutty flavor. So, um, the amaretto will be good with a pistachio pound cake,
2: all right. Mm-hmm. All right, make a note of that. That's what I want. So you're okay. Out. I
3: got you.
2: So you all I out know out. when your
3: show is over, I'm going to get something to eat. You're making me hungry. You're talking about all <laughs> <how> your <safe. laughs> Yeah, yeah. Because you know, actually,
1: the name of my company is By the Pound Plus. Originally I said it was by the pound, but in talking to my big brother Leon, he asked me the question. Um, yeah. do you just make pound cakes? And I said, well, no, I make bread pudding, banana pudding, you know, I make pies, sweet potato pies, peach cobbler. He said, well, since you make other things, you know, why don't you say buy the pound plus? Because you plus yeah. pound cakes, you make other things. So that's how the name of my company was born. Me and my big brother.
3: Yeah, right. <laughs> Your big brother, the business consultant.
1: My big brother, the business, because he was consulting.
3: No his baby
1: sister.
0: I was trying to make sure I got cakes in my future. That's right. right. You I, got a fee, didn't you? I was trying to make sure I got cakes in my future, baby. <laughs> see uh,
3: now, see,
1: that was his fee. Yeah. Here you go. He did cakes for life. So you know. Oh what?
0: Well, I just I just don't see. get banana pudding for life, which
1: I got a fork full of that. <laughs> Well, you know what? I have to watch out for your health. I have to make sure oh, you're oh, healthy. Oh, that's your, that's your story.
0: That's how that's going down. You know,
1: moderation, moderation. <laughs> moderation.
0: Moderation. Right, you can't ODM. So now you, you're spamming into me? cookies too, right? You're doing cookies. Huh? Cookies.
1: Yes, I do chocolate chip. I have a, a Heath cookie. I do oatmeal raisin. I have oatmeal raisins with rum raisins in them instead of just regular raisins. Mm-hmm. Those are really yummy. So now the rum raisins yes. are they just
0: mm-hmm. soaked in, in rum or something?
1: Yeah, I, soak, I actually soaked my rum raisins for no less than two months. Wow. Because no I like my rum. No less than two months. Because you know what? Uh, I love just taking some rum raisins and putting on some vanilla ice cream and mm-hmm. that and some of the syrup from because the the raisins in the rum makes it like a little syrup. When I say it's delicious, mm-hmm. it is delicious. Mm-hmm. And you just put it on there because I also put those in my um zucchini bread. I put rum raisins in my zucchini bread. Mm. So you
3: know, you know I can learn to like zucchini bread now.
1: <laughs> you can make one zucchini, you know what. A lot of people do not really know about zucchini bread. And everywhere I go, I make zucchini bread. And people are like, I've never had that. And when they taste it, they're just, because they equate zucchini, vegetable. How does that mean make sweet? You know? And so I say, hey, just try it. Just try it out. And everybody, when I say everyone that has had zucchini bread that I have made, has loved it mm. they said i didn't think zucchini bread would be sweet and you know yummy like this i said it's just like banana nut bread i said i think you because you just think bananas are sweet mm-hmm. it's about what you you know what you do to them and i said zucchini bread is amazing especially if you want a cream cheese icing on the top mm-hmm. it's amazing okay you gotta stop
0: so now, I feel
3: myself gaining weight already <laughs> so now yeah,
0: do you yeah. do you uh, do you create these creations or is can someone come to you and say w- would you make me a, a a cake with this this and this so in other words can they come and and um design a, a design a pound cake uh, and then you'll create it for them or do you just you know you, you have your creations and those are what you sell and then you experiment to continue to to uh, uh expand your product
1: line? No, I actually, I do both. So if somebody can come to me and say, hey, Robin, do you think you can make this type of pound cake? And I'll say, you know what? Let me see. Because I look at it as a challenge to be able to, you know, make that particular flavor. Because you think if you've come to me and you ask me for something that I don't have, I was just like, I can do that. And uh, our brother, David, he wanted... Uh, when we would go to the Strassen Fest, you know, back when we were young, mm-hmm. they used to come downtown every year and we would always get the chocolate-covered bananas. Mm-hmm. And I love those, you know, they would dip the banana with the chocolate shell on them. Mm-hmm. and I love chocolate-covered bananas. So he asked me, he said, can you make a chocolate banana pancake? And mm-hmm. I said, Hmm. Mm-hmm. A chocolate banana pound cake. And you know what? I went in and I made it. And it is delicious. I call it a Chabana. <laughs> so chocolate and banana pound cake. It's a Chabana cake. So yeah. like how you see a um, squirt. Have you ever seen a pound cake swirled with something? Oh, yeah. So so what I do is I swirl chocolate and banana together so it's not like a chocolate cake that has a banana flavor or a banana cake that has a chocolate icing or something like that i take both flavors and i put them together and i swirl it in a pound cake so people can come to me and ask me if it's something that i can make i will try my best to do it you know but if i can't you know then i i can't but it was a good effort but no you know and that's how you build your that's how you build Different flavors, you know, because
2: I'm feeling this, Leon. So you know, because some people
1: (laughs) the (laughs) chabana.
2: Yeah, what liquor goes with that? (laughs)
1: That's well, the liquor that goes with the chabana, I will put in either no, I will put in either a but I will put it a banana liqueur and on it.
2: Oh, you really Mm -hmm. getting (laughs) fancy. So, so
0: do you have so uh, do you have a website?
1: No, not yet, because my brother, uh, oldest brother said he was going to make me one, so I don't have one yet, but it's to come.
0: Hold, hold on a second, I think we're having problems with your video.
3: <laughs>
0: I, I think we're having problems with your video. I, did, I don't know, Robin, Robin, naked. Well, it was nice. we, we enjoyed Hello. having Robin here. Can
1: you hear me? Stand by for a moment. We're having technical difficulties. <laughs> We're having technical difficulties. <laughs> no, but I just started my uh Instagram. My kids help me with my Instagram. So by the pound plus, you know, Instagram. So I you know, once my brother get my website
2: up, then I'll have my website. Okay. Oh, I got a question for we you. We can stream that on my podcast too, Robin. Okay. All
3: right. Yep. Uh, you talked yes, about, brother. You talked about a minute ago that somebody will come up to you and ask you for a specific cake. And you mm-hmm. say you'll try it. And if you can't do it, you can't do it. What was one that you tried that you actually failed at? You couldn't figure out a way to get it done. And it tastes, you know, delicious up to your standard.
1: Well... Not to toot my own horn,
3: Not
1: to but own horn. but <laughs> one as of yet. Oh, I haven't geez. had a cake. No, I haven't had a cake that somebody has. I've people asked me for a pineapple pound cake. I made that. People have I, asked me for. I'd like a meatloaf um, pound cake.
0: Huh? I'd like a meatloaf pound I'd like cake. A meatloaf pound
1: okay i make a meatloaf and make it in a ring with the hole in the middle
0: a meatloaf pound <laughs> cake. see there you go <laughs> that is not a meatloaf Uh-oh. pound cake see i
3: have to come up i'll have to come up with some well you know what that's right. Whole wheat, whole wheat pastry flour i've done that you've done that i've oh, done what?
1: i've I've done it, I've, instead of using um, regular white flour, I've asked somebody to use, somebody asked me to use whole wheat flour. And I've used it, I've made a keto cake
3: before. Keto? That's the keto. You know, diet.
1: keto, you can't have sugar, right. and you can't have, like, wheat. So I've flour. used almond flour, and I've used stevia. Or you I've know. used monk fruit.
2: Mm. Me, you know, it you depends.
1: Have... Huh? You and I have to talk. Uh, and I made keto cookies too Mm -hmm. you know so I made a keto cheesecake yeah I made a keto cheesecake so I mean you get out there and the thing about it is and I try to tell people I said you can't be afraid to fail because you never know what works if you don't try it so I never somebody asked me a lady asked me. she said I love peaches can you make me a peach pound cake I said, yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. So I made her a peach pound cake. You know, and she was all like, wow, it's so good. It's just how you do it. But, peaches. you know, I'll try anything. Yeah,
3: with peaches.
2: Fresh peaches.
1: With peaches. Yes, fresh peaches. Okay. okay. Yeah, and I made her a peach pound cake. And she loved it because when I baked the cake, the cake has a peach flavor. And I use real peaches in it but on the top you know how you like you do uh, upside down pineapple
2: mm-hmm.
1: I put I actually baked the pi- uh, peaches in the top like an upside down pineapple cake so it had the peaches and the brown sugar you know mm-hmm. on on there so when you cut it and, and it bakes in and it's soft and it's all gooey and stuff you know it's mm-hmm. just
3: delicious okay, okay okay it's official when we get off the podcast I'm going to get something to eat. You done
1: made me hungry. It's official now. <laughs> I mean, because you see on TV now, I was looking at TV. It's because of COVID, it's so many entrepreneurs now that decided to just step out, you know, because they didn't have jobs. And they said, you know, I've always wanted to do this. I know a lady now, she loves plants. She has a green thumb, right? Mm-hmm. So she decided to make her a potting company. So what she does is she goes around to people's homes and she repots their plants, you know, and she cares for their plants. And she said, I never thought this would work, but I was just like, it would. And she started it and she's getting a lot of people because people love fresh greenery. They like to see plants growing in their home, but everybody doesn't have a green thumb, you know, to make them grow. So that's what her business is. And she loves it. And that's what, and that's what she do. She go around. She don't do yard. She do strictly. It's called pottery. She does strictly going into your home, planting your plants. Then in the summertime, she'll set them outside, you know, so you, you take them in, you take them out. And that's what she does. And I think that is so amazing. So that we have so many people with so many ideas now that are coming to life. Because through unfortunate situations, but you know what we say when, when you got lemon, make lemonade.
0: So we are, today's episode is the last episode until January the 18th. Uh, We will be taking our winter break. We appreciate everybody being here. So make sure that you, if you're looking for us that, uh, you know, you know, know that we won't be back until January the 18th um we had a podcast scheduled for yesterday called teamwork and we're going to actually start the, the new session session with off cuz um i missed doing something yesterday that kind of uh set us back so uh we're going to move yesterday's podcast to January the 18th and then we hope you join us always go to um the the youtube channel you can catch us uh all the previous episodes there uh, also, you can get, get our previous episodes on uh, the the, st- the podcast sites uh, where you normally get your podcast. Uh, you you got any last comments there, uh, Miss Miss Abernathy?
1: I just say when it comes to as far as getting your taxes done or trying to get that information, try our website first at IRS.gov. It has a wealth and I mean a wealth of information and different tools for you to use in order to, you know, try to get through the tax season with as much less hassle and headache as possible. But if you need to call, we would love to talk
2: to you.
0: All right. Any comments for you guys before we, we uh, start our break?
2: No, no, I'm just glad Robin came on, and now she's got my stomach growling again, so I, I, I don't forget to tell us about the pop-up. I will not. I will tell you. And I'm glad that you're in the business of making cakes,
3: because uh, you can make your own strawberry cake, and I steal my strawberries from now
1: on. <laughs> well... <laughs> No. You, he, know, he, you know that old saying when you ate off your mama putting it always seemed like it tastes better.
0: I, I don't think he's, he gets the the concept of sister. Of little sister. The concept,
3: oh, I got, I, I got it. I not just sister.
0: Right. Baby sister. That's, that's, the concept well, is whatever you got, she gets some of it. I won't. That's right.
3: Well, yes. you know, our older sister did that too. She takes off of everybody's plate, usually, and the baby mm-hmm. sister, my baby sister didn't take everything, but boy, because one, one time, me and my first wife invited her over for a birthday dinner, and we made strawberry cake, one of my favorites, and Robin ate up all my extra strawberries, so we let me get one. Wait, well,
1: what Who was the dinner for? It
3: was for me. Okay. It was
1: my dinner, so whatever was left over was mine, right? Hmm. Yeah, that's
3: the way yeah, you that, obviously. That's calling. it.
1: That's how
0: it works.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> I gotta get into that one. Yeah, that's only how, in family that's universe does that kind of stuff go over. <laughs>
3: huh?
0: That's inside the family, you know. So, <laughs> alrighty, I want to thank everybody for joining us today, and we'll be back, like I said, January the eighteenth. And, uh, bye. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That concludes this episode of Altitude Adjustment. And thank you for listening. This podcast is streamed live on YouTube and Twitch.tv and is designed for listener interaction. Visit the website, thelionsdenstl.wixsite.com forward slash home to join the discussion. The audio version of Altitude Adjustment is available where you get your podcasts including stitcher.com the itunes store and the google play music store to name a few remember that the internet is powered by your likes shares and comments so please like share and comment on this and other episodes of altitude adjustment because it matters and as always look out for the other guy because they may not be looking out for you